0: I think so many of the women don't realize that women can support each other in this way and it's not about my success means your failure it's we can succeed together and what does that look like and it's really cool we can take running as a vehicle and say how do we build community
1: hi I'm Hannah and I'm Monica and you're listening to
2: cage nation
1: Welcome back, Cage Nation listeners.
2: Hello, we're so excited to have everyone listening today. That's
1: right. Monica, today is our 10th episode.
2: We have made it to 10 episodes and I'm really excited.
1: Me too, from Googling how to do a podcast.
2: Yes, like literally YouTubing how to podcast Mm -hmm. to now.
1: So proud. We've done some great things. So March is Women's History Month and we have some really cool stories about women
2: that we're going to share today. Who's our guest today? So today we have Trisha from Reason to Run. She's going to share about her experience uh, working here in Oregon with women. And welcome, Trisha. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here today. So, Trisha, our question to start the episode, which I know you've been thinking about already. I have. When does a person's sentence end? It's really interesting because I've been listening to
0: your other episodes and I agree with a lot of your guests that it it depends on who you are when your sentence ends. Um, a number of your guests have talked about the fact that the sentence doesn't end mm. for the person who was incarcerated and that continues to follow them. Yeah. Um, A number of people have talked about the fact that um, as a society, we should look at people and say, hey, you're finished your your sentence, you're done. It's it's over. You should be um, able to be a full citizen in our society. But of course, we know that that isn't always the case
2: either. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if it ever ends. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Who do you think um, whose sentence can end quicker? Like depending on the
0: type of crime that's committed or the or type person. of sentencing or person. Oh, oh, that's a very interesting question, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Dropping sorry.
1: bombs already. Yeah. It's not, it's not a quiz. <laughs> Don't worry.
0: It's not uh, right or wrong. I mean, I, I, I wish it wasn't this way. I, But I would have to say that it would be um, a person who's in the majority, a, a, a white Um, probably upper class, middle class person. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just thinking of celebrities, uh, who have had a sentence and, um, when they're finished their sentence, I don't know, can I say Martha Stewart? Um, you you go on and continue your career. Continue Um, to make millions. Yeah. 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 And it's like a little interesting blip in your life story. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas people that may not, uh, have the privilege of wealth or, um, may have a different skin color uh, it lives on with them Mm -hmm. and they're not able to to overcome that so Mm -hmm. um,
2: yeah yeah it becomes like this life altering event that is not just a blip on the radar it becomes something that really flips everything upside down and it's really hard to um, kind of correct things or get things back to where they were or to even start something new
0: yeah I 100% agree, um, and it's not something you're just going to go write a book about and yeah find an interesting adventure in your life. Um, yeah, it's life altering. Yeah, for sure.
1: Trisha, can you tell us about what reason to run does and how you got involved and what that's been like for you? Sure. Well,
0: i've I've been a runner. Uh, most of my adult life, and as you can probably um, get from the the name of our nonprofit, reason to run, it's about running. Mm. So, what it is, it's a running program that takes place in a women's uh, correctional facility, and it really started. I I was actually going into the facility as a volunteer with um, like a church service type of group, and I would talk to the ladies that would come to the church service, and. Sometimes you share information about uh, who you are, your interests. Those kind of just casual conversations, and the ladies found out I was a runner, and they said, "Hey, we want to run." And at that time, there was no exercise programs within the facility, and I was like, "Well, um, I'm a running coach. I have that background, and uh, I, at that time, was putting on uh, races outside for nonprofits, or charities. So I thought, well, I can put on a race in the correctional facility." And I wrote up a proposal and administration said, that looks great. And we partnered with Race for the Cure and we put on a
2: 5K race um, within the facility. You make that sound so simple, but (laughs) doing anything inside of a prison or jail is extremely difficult. So I appreciate that you're like, yeah, Yeah. we want to run. Sure, I'll write a proposal and we can run. Like, (laughs) it's not typically how it works, but Trisha made it happen. And and so we did.
0: And the next, we had such a great response. Uh, The ladies all paid, I think, five dollars each. So we raised, um, I think, four hundred dollars for Race for the Cure. And Race for the Cure gives us bibs and things like that and um the facility administration was really supportive so we did it again the next year and i think the following year um administration approached me and said why don't you do a running group and Mm. i was like well sure why not right (laughs) so um we started this little running group and we had uh, a good response again of women wanting to participate i think we had about 30 women that wanted to run and it really grew from there. That was about five years ago. And so I quit all my other jobs, which was really quite pleasant to do that. And um, <laughs> I started doing this nonprofit. And it's it's been incredibly rewarding and fun and interesting. And I've met the most amazing people through our volunteers, through the people, the participants that come out and run. Um, it's really cha- – I've met you, Monica. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just really – changed I think who I am and how I view life
2: yeah so um over five years ago I don't know how many years ago um I met Trisha and um I didn't know anything about what your role was in the prison um but what I knew was she was like hey I want to do a running group in your program and I was like mm-hmm. you're like what yeah I was like <laughs> running where like okay Um, And just it's just kind of funny, the idea, even when I bring it up to people now, they're like, wait, running inside the prison or going outside the prison? Like it's confusing for people to know, like Mm -hmm. visualize, like where are people running to or running from? It's kind of an odd thing. Um, So I was like, okay. I was pretty uh, reluctant and hesitant. Uh, There's a lot of different programs and volunteers that come into prisons all over the state. For a lot
1: of different reasons. Sure. A lot of different motivations.
2: Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's hard to know, is that sustainable? Does that really, um, is that really, who's that benefiting um, Mm -hmm. for people to come in? Because for lack of a better term, you have a captive audience. And so a lot of people can come in and choose to send all kinds of messages to people who are incarcerated. So I was like, okay, Um, and once it was piloted, I realized how much um, the folks there in the program really loved it. They really loved the idea of being able to do something physical, to be able to do something together. Um, to have people from the outside coming in who were interested in them and wanting to support them, and I remember that like first round of feedback, um, it was just so it was so inspiring and so sweet, and I'm like so proud of where it's become now. Like it's just amazing that you have so much support. Yeah, it's it's been really really fun. Um, in my younger years,
0: I kind of grew up with a mentality. Maybe you can edit this. I don't know. Um, uh, coming from a church background, I always thought service had to mean sacrifice and hard work, mm. and you couldn't enjoy it. Mm. So I thought um, if I'm volunteering, I, I have to kind of dislike it because then it's real, right? Hard, then, right? Then yeah. I've really given up myself, yeah. And I've loved this so much um, that I've realized you, volunteering doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be awful. Um, you can do what you love and share what you love, and that can be service too. Mm-hmm. So um, I've really enjoyed this, and really the reason the program works is because the women um, at the facility want to participate. Um, mm-hmm. There's no program without participants. So uh, they come out. They, we run around in a little one of a mile track, and um, we just have a good time out there.
2: The participants that you have now, um, they're are they runners? Do they have a background doing that, or are they brand new to it? Or like, who do you get that's interested? So I would say we most of the people that um,
0: come out and participate, I would say eighty percent of them are not runners, mm. and they so have most. never run in their life. Um, well, aside from you know middle school when you're forced to, right? Yeah. And PE. So most are are brand new. Um, some are already doing exercise uh, because um, at the facility you can do videos or maybe you can you have a little boot camp where you do some burpees with your, your friends and things like that. But most of them are not runners. So we take ladies, um, and my favorite ladies are the ladies that are brand new to exercise. And this is scary. Yeah. Um, they've never done anything like this. They've those. never done anything like this. And you have to understand that we are running Um, in the prison yard and the yard is not closed so there are other um, inmates and ladies around watching seeing what's happening and we come out as a group which I think there's strength in numbers and um, we don't always have the best and most supportive clothing Mm. and some of our ladies are larger Mm -hmm. so we're not all looking really elegant and we get out there and we do it. And um, when they, we just did our time miles um, actually on Friday mm. with our new group for oh, wow. 2020. And so they do nine laps and we time them. That's a mile, nine laps around the track. And you should see the smiles on these people's faces. Mm-hmm. And we are like, when was the last time you ever ran a time mile? Like middle school. And you were forced to, right? And uh, just to see people realize that they can do something incredibly powerful. Um, is something that just it makes me so happy Mm -hmm. yeah
2: and how do the participants stay connected with you beyond just while they're incarcerated so what happens after uh
0: they release and our my dream our dream reason to run dream is that uh everybody continues running uh of course um for some of us we it's a one and done we try it we hate it and I'm like, well, don't do anything you hate, right? Like find some other movement that you love, whether it's swimming or biking or walking or dancing or whatever it is, however you want to move your body, right? Yeah. Um, but for those ladies that um, do want to continue running or walking, uh, we um, give out running shoes. Sauconies, Sauconies, uh provided a lot of um, gently, gently wear tested shoes, which has been amazing. Uh, Champion has sent us over 200 brand new running bras. Mm. And uh, the Oregon Roadrunners Club um, provides us all of our running socks. Wow. So we're able to put those um, packages together and mail those out to keep ladies um, running, at least with some equipment. There's also a couple organizations um, that we are starting to partner with. There's one here in Portland called the Recovery Gym. Mm-hmm. And they have the um, run uh a run group through the recovery gym, um, uh, with an amazing coach. He's a ultra marathoner. Um, so we are kind of popping people over there, encouraging them to go there, uh, as reason to run. Our focus is more inside as opposed to outside. And, uh, for those of us that are going in and volunteering and coaching inside, which I think we have 12 volunteers that are coaching inside right now. Um, That's a lot of people for one program, yeah, too. We have five run groups going. Yeah, wow. yeah, it's amazing. Uh, we um, are not able to have continued uh, communication mm. once mm-hmm. um, the ladies release. So um, our focus is really inside. We do have a couple of um, outside volunteers who um, are doing some continued um, communication. One of our outside volunteers were. Su- sponsoring her right now. She's getting her coaching certification as well, which is really exciting. Uh, She used to run um, at a college level, collegiate level. So um, she's going to be available to provide email support and things like that for
1: women that want to continue on. That's so cool. What have you found to be reasons why women are running inside the prison?
0: So really, thank you, Hannah. That's really interesting because when people sign up for the program, we ask them, what's your reason to run? And uh, I would say 80% of them say health. Mm. Health, I want to lose weight. Um, it, it is now known that we provide um, what we call those um, run care packages, the shoes and the bras. So a couple of them are like, can I be honest? I'm just here for the shoes. I'm like, doesn't matter you, mm-hmm. as long as you show up, right? Sure, I, like, I don't care what your reason is.
2: No judgment on why people no, come, right? No,
0: just be honest, right? So, um, and a, a few of them say mental health or stress Mm -hmm. release and what we really try and promote is yes you will be stronger you will get stronger Um, your body shape might change but really what we want you to focus on is how do you feel you feel like you can sleep better. Maybe you feel a little less anxious when you go back into your living facility. Um, there's a lot of women in a very small space. Mm-hmm. So maybe the, the running just brings down a little anxiety. Yeah. Um, we also want to make sure that um, you feel cohesive as a group. So one of the really fun things that we do is when we, at the end of, we do an eight-week program. At the end of the eight weeks people run a 5k race and we time them they get race bibs it's exactly as if you were outside we have food after which is really That's fun you so cool. know it's super fun um and we do 28 laps on this little track mm. so round round circles and we ask that if you're one of the first finishers you stay in wait and we cheer all the women in and this is really organic what happens is inevitably at the end of every race Uh, The women who are already finished will jump in with the very last Mm -hmm. woman and Mm -hmm. they'll follow her on her last lap. And it's just, I mean, people are crying Mm -hmm. because it's just, I think so many of the women don't realize that women can support each other in this Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And it's not about my success means your failure. It's we can succeed together. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? And it's really cool. We can take running as a vehicle and say, how do we build community? and my hope is that you can go out and find another running group you've got the skill and you can find another group um that you can join in and experience that same kind of community so um yeah people think they're there for the running but
2: they're not it's so much more <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a trick like it's kind of surprise. sneaky yeah
1: yeah it's just uh, yeah it's good stuff it's really good stuff i mean i think it's amazing i I'm a runner, and I can't imagine running .1, um, that's a city block, um, in Portland 28 times. I mean, it is – running in, an, in and of itself is such a hard conditioning practice. And to, to think about people going into such a cold, restrictive environment and for the first time maybe experiencing exercise – um, I think it's just such an amazing gift that that you wouldn't think you would find in a prison.
0: Well, I, I before I started this, I didn't I mean, I ran selfishly and I enjoyed my running and I knew that it was I enjoyed talking to my friends and I'm um, getting together and doing running events. But I didn't realize there was so much more to it mm. that I wasn't even aware of that I was gaining from my running. And, um, when you see it come out in groups that you're coaching, it's really, um, kind of an amazing thing. Also running all those laps, it gives you an idea of how mentally strong these ladies are. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes so mentally strong, um, we have to say, okay, you're injured. You need to pull back. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you listen to your body? How do you balance that? How do you, um, make sure that you're being kind to yourself? Um, there's all these little lessons that come along, um, because we're doing this activity. So, um, yeah, it's really, it's fun. It's amazing.
2: Um, I had a chance to speak with um, your organization, I think it was last year. And one of the things I remember saying is that whether you guys realit- realize it or not, you're doing trauma work. Mm. And, and I say that because learning how to live inside your body is something that you're trying to avoid um, when... So most of the women who are incarcerated, I would say... Um, I don't know the actual state numbers.
1: Eighty-eight percent.
2: I think in Oregon it's like seventy-five, but we'll say ninety-nine percent of women coming into prison um, have experienced childhood trauma, whether it be physical, emotional, sexual abuse, and so when you come from that background and then you have complex trauma over time, whatever led you to the pathway of crime and then prison. So prison's its own traumatic experience for everyone, but specifically for women. So when you're coming from that perspective, you are learning how to live outside of your body most of the time, whether that be drugs, money, relationships, substances, like whatever it is, you're trying to like stay disconnected. And in running, you have to be so um, like, you know, you have to let things really resonate in your body and listen to your body and be connected. And then it's just you. Right? Like, either I'm gonna run or I'm not, and it's gonna be up to me, and I'm gonna have support around me, but there's nothing external that's gonna give me a fix or like magically make me a better runner. I have to go and I have to do the laps and I have to run, and it's just me. And so, that's why I think doing something like this is, is trauma work. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to be a mental health therapist or you have to have you know, a degree in, um, in addiction studies or something to be able to do it. But I think that it is a really powerful thing for women to have. And I, I think I was not aware of that when I started, mm-hmm.
0: um, which in itself was a bit of a blessing. Yeah. I was so unaware I was just like, let's run, okay, and I I didn't bring any preconceived notions, I didn't bring any judgment, there was nothing, I was like, oh, you're a woman, you want to run? Okay, let's go do this, and um, we've had a number of women, uh, because we coach the groups inside exactly the way I used to coach women outside, Um, they've said, this is the first time I felt normal Mm. um, being in the system and that that's kind of the beauty of what we get to do uh we just we just get to come and run with you um if i could i would take you all out to starbucks after and have a coffee right yeah. like yeah we, <laughs> we just kind of hang out after our run um because we've all put in the hard work mm-hmm. and we all come out of it and we're all like "Whew, that was that was a good run we all worked hard we all
1: did this hard work and how do we celebrate that I also think it goes back to um, kind of what we were talking about before we started recording, which was you said something about like, well, I, you know, I don't maybe don't know the language, the right language to use. Um, But to to work and interact with people involved in the criminal justice system really just takes a willingness on our part to learn about them and be ourselves because they'll people will accept us um, the way that we are. And it sounds like you've learned so much about coming as you are into your running groups inside the prison.
0: Well, And, and running does something, or hard, I should say, not just running, but hard work. Um, it does something, it, it kind of strips away mm. some of those um, facades that we kind of put on. Uh, so it, it makes you a little more vulnerable when you're out there because you're working hard. And you might not have the makeup on, your hair may not look as great as it did especially when you're running in the rain like we did a few days ago um he, it's just kind of all those things we put on are just they're stripped away and you're a little more vulnerable yeah. and you're you're feeling a little more exhausted so um it's exciting to see the real person come mm-hmm. out uh, especially when um we're doing our 5k race day and a lot of the ladies, they just put it all out there. There's nothing left. And to do something where you're physically exerted and spent um, allows a real person to shine through, mm. which is a really kind of cool thing. I, I don't know if I keep quantifying my stuff, but uh, sometimes the ladies, um, I, I say, hey, listen, I, sometimes I confess I don't really know what I'm doing or I, I say oh I didn't understand that that was how this works because there's a lot of things that happen in a prison that um,
2: don't happen anywhere else yeah
0: that are, are a little confusing and and the, the ladies are so awesome and I tell them I'm like hey I'm just a suburban housewife like I you know I don't know a lot of this stuff so so the ladies are so gracious to me and they're like okay here's this and this and this you know they'll just kind of help me navigate a little bit better through the system. But um, for the most part, um, you know, we have found that the administration has been really supportive of our program as well. Uh, It's really special to have them acknowledge uh, that this is something that assists them as well, as the women, Mm -hmm. as the staff, um, because I really believe that if we can all work together to create a win-win, it's just better for everyone. Mm. Um, So we really work hard for that.
2: Do you hear people that you're running with talk about um, getting ready to release or being worried about releasing from prison?
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, one of the groups that we work with, they are um, a treatment group, so they're um, within six months or less before they release, and uh, they're doing a lot of a lot of different things. Um, And those ladies are so committed to come to the running group. Mm -hmm. Uh, They will come out every single week or um, for one of the groups, we're there twice a week. They'll come out. They will thank us. They are so appreciative. And they're Uh,
1: busy. Those ladies are busy. They're
0: doing a lot of different things to get ready for release. Mm -hmm. And um, it's pretty amazing that they'll – make time for the running because they realize kind of what that's doing you were talking about trauma and just how that brings down the anxiety or how that is a tool they might learn um for coping when they release in terms of their recovery Um, we've had a couple of women that um, we've heard um, anecdotal stories about um, having been released when one of the women she went back to a um, a partner who was using and had subsequently passed away, and she just she really wanted to use, and she said, "I just put on my running shoes and I ran and mm. I ran and I ran until I didn't want to use." And it's things like that where they can take this running as a tool. We had another woman who was like, "I didn't want to give it up." When I released, I went to a transitional house. Uh, I wasn't allowed to go anywhere but my um, support meetings and church. So she put on those running shoes and she goes, I ran to church and I ran back and I ran to my meetings and I stunk so bad. But I was not going to give that up (laughs) because that was something that um, she was using as a tool.
2: Yeah. And what a powerful thing. I mean, a lot of when people release from incarceration, you're leaving behind a lot of things. And most of it is positive that you're leaving that behind um but I think some of the scary things are structure safety you know where you're staying you know you know who you're gonna see mostly um there's a lot of other really scary and anxiety producing and traumatic things along with that as well um but that's really scary for people like of course almost everyone wants to release they want to get out they want their freedom Um, and you're leaving behind a lot of things too and so to be able to carry something like I did this thing in there um, that I can still do out here. There's a lot of other things and that you're going to you were talking about like rules or kind of processes. There's tons of stuff inside of a jail and prison that you're never going to do out in the community. It doesn't exist. It's just a a made up policy or structure within there. But running is something like universal. Like I can still do that. I can still put on these shoes and I know this coping skill and I know what I'm going to feel like.
0: And I think that's the beauty about running and in relation to other types of exercise is it's so simple mm. um if we can give you a pair of shoes you can put on those shoes you can run anywhere you, you can even run a
1: one of a mile circle right if you really wanted to <laughs> um so you- I can't, I just, it's unbelievable to me <laughs> it is, I mean it's just you said it's just the mental strength it is unbelievable that they are running one around and around and around together yeah I mean, it just shows the the cohesion uh, within the groups that you're making and you're helping to make connections that they can do that together.
0: Yeah. And they'll come out um, when we're not there and run, which is really exciting as well. Like that's that's kind of our Mm. goal. Right. We're trying to. okay, we won't always be here. So how do you train when we're not here? So um, but, yeah, you can just put on those shoes and and you can go from your front door right you don't have to get to a gym you don't have to have a bike or a swimming pool not that those are not great exercises well those are great but um like you say sometimes when you leave prison actually most of the times when you leave prison you don't have a lot Mm. so the simpler and easier things can be um, you can take advantage of
1: that
2: yeah you can feel more reassured by those things
1: what do you think is different about women in reentry in that experience from what you've seen in your um, participants? There definitely is a lot of worry
0: about children mm. um, i I haven't done any work in a men's facility, um, and the only time I've been in a men's facility is to run a race as a participant, which was really fun because I was the first woman finisher Um, (laughs) yeah you you don't get that usually uh so um yeah there's a a lot of concern about children and how to reunite with children I think that that's um one of the main things that we hear um and it's sometimes it's heartbreaking sometimes it's joyous Mm -hmm. Um,
1: it just depends where people are at in their lives and what's happening yeah that um reuniting with children doesn't always go as planned. Um, children also grow and move on and um, can be really scared and really uh, anxious about that, you know, that reunification as well. And it, um, from what I've seen with women that I've worked with, it doesn't always go the way that they had hoped.
0: I think one thing that uh, we've seen a few different times in our running groups is uh, women are using running to connect with their kids Mm. or probably or perhaps with a parent um a lot of times with a father um they have fathers that run and Mm. they've told their parents or their fathers or their um a lot of kids are perhaps in cross country or track and they've told their children i'm running too i did a 5k Mm. and they're excited to hopefully use that as a bond or a common connector with a, a family member that they haven't seen for a while uh I used to run with my son and that was great because he was faster, so I couldn't talk. So he was in charge of the conversation, which is kind of a beautiful thing, right? Mm -hmm. And for your child to be more successful at a a skill than you are Mm -hmm. is is really powerful for a child. So um, what we've started to do is at the end of their 5k, we um, do a certificate for them with their time. And last summer, the woman asked if they could have two certificates. And I was like, why Why do you need two certificates? We give you one. And that, you know, it says, well, they wanted one to mail out to their families. Mm. So just I've accomplished this. I finished this. I'm successful at this. Um, and just have pride in what you've done because it's, it's not easy. Running's hard. I mean, it, it's it's a hard thing to do. Really hard. So um, it's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: How do you explain reason to run for people who don't have connection with the prison system or um, don't really understand what it is that you're doing or why? Like, how do you explain that to people?
0: There's two different sets of people I come across. And one set of people, they hear about this program and they're really excited. Mm. They're, they want to support... Um, people that have uh, maybe fallen in, I mean, some people fall into the criminal justice system, some people choose to, uh, to that route, uh, but they're really excited to give people a second chance and to um, give skills to people that maybe didn't have access to those skills uh, and, and to see what people can do when they're provided with um, opportunities to change their lives. So, there's kind of this group of people that are like, what you're doing is amazing. This is so, this is so cool. I'm excited for this. Um, they see the positivity in it and they see what it can do. There's another group of people um, that when you tell them what you're doing, and now granted they don't say this to my face. They might, I might hear it through my husband or something like that, uh, They're like, why is she doing that? Mm. Why is she helping those people? There's so many other people she'd be helping. Um, Mm. There's so many other opportunities for people that need help. And I understand that. I mean, because there's um, misconceptions out there. People hear things in the media. You maybe watch entertainment, whatever, whatever. However you got your kind of your notions on um, who ends up in prison. So the way I present it to those people is... I say, okay, listen, um, we have people in prison, and they're serving their time, and they're going to be released to your community. Mm. And I believe in giving people second chances. I believe that people can change. Um, my dream is for everybody to live a healthy, successful, fulfilled life, right? So you you might have the kind of the mindset, there shouldn't be any programming in prison, you know, you did the crime, you do the time. That, that kind mm-hmm. of hard line type of
2: punitive, yeah,
0: type of um, attitude. I say these people are going to be released into your neighborhood. They're going to be released into your community. Um, what's going to make your community safer? So let's let's bring it back to your own personal kind of selfish reasons. It's going to be safer for your community to have somebody who is healthy, both physically and mentally, um, has skills can go out and and be successful in the community your your community is going to be safer with that person as your neighbor as opposed to somebody who maybe um, has been warehoused not been able to develop any new skills not been able to examine their behaviors um just kind of sat for a number of years and that person really probably isn't going to be the best neighbor so um for those people that don't believe in second chances, they do believe in a safe community. Mm. So that is kind of a, a way that I present to those those people mm-hmm. when we do this. Um, mm-hmm. It makes sense, I've I found, with those people. Um, I think people, they just want to understand. Um, I don't think one set is, is good or bad. I think people just don't understand. Mm. And it's a lot about educating people. Mm-hmm. And... They see what they see in the media or they hear what they hear in their bubble. And if we can open that up a little bit, if they can see, um, suburban housewife, Trisha doing this and like, they're like, she's in there. Um, and it's amazing the people that I've had come alongside volunteer, they are the most, I, you have the regular people that are, of course they'll come volunteer. They believe in this. They're Mm -hmm. excited about this. I have a couple of volunteers that are the most unlikely volunteers Mm. and, um, I have one of my volunteers and she does not want to be inside, but she will do all kinds of things outside. I did make her come inside. Um, I said, you have to come and see the program. So come at least once, come see. And she was just like, this is amazing. Now she still doesn't want to come inside, Mm -hmm. but she is 110% supporting the program. And Mm -hmm. I would have never thought that that person was somebody that would buy into a
1: nonprofit like this. So I think a lot of it's education, just opening up people's eyes. It's just amazing to me, you know, throughout all of our podcasts and like we said this is the 10th one and we're so incredibly proud about that. And it just goes to to the really talk about how this how the criminal justice system impacts everybody, whether you have a direct connection, whether you have a you know a reason to run inside or you you're going to be exposed and you're going to be interacting with people who have been impacted by the system whether you know it or not and I think it's just so amazing for your organization to really make be making those connections that even if it doesn't directly impact you in the ways that it might for some other people, it's really, really important. It's really relevant for people.
0: And it's, well, like anything we do, it's so much more than what you see in front of you. Mm. Uh, you're, you're making touch points all over the place, right? And I think um, one of the best things for me was uh, – were allowed to do some pictures for promotional purposes and things like that. And I had a photo um, for reason to run that I uh, had taken with um, some of the ladies at the facility. And I was kind of standing in the middle, and I have to wear a big orange vest when I'm out on the yard, so I'm identifiable. And the ladies are all in the same outfits, right? Like I mean, you, you you're issued clothing, and so you all all the ladies have the same clothing on. And um one of my friends saw the picture, and she goes, oh, is that your Hood to Coast team, which is a big relay here um, in oh. Oregon? And I'm like, no, those are the those are the inmates of prison for the run group. And they're like, what? And I go, not what you expected, right? Yeah. She's yeah. like, no, I they, they look like runners. I'm like, yep. Yeah, because yes, they, they, they are, are runners, they're just, they're right? Just, it's just people, right? Yeah. It's just people. And yeah. I think that um, it was just, it, for me, it was a huge proud moment. Mm. I'm like, yeah, you've you've seen those scales are off your eyes right like you you've seen mm-hmm. people as people right which was really really kind of cool that's amazing yeah.
2: Hannah and I have spent some time uh, well we spent a lot of hours talking about our show and kind of intentions and reasons behind why we're doing what we're doing and one thing one hope that we have and and I think that it is real now with um you know broadening a listener base which is, how do we make this topic, prison re-entry, entry, relevant for people who don't have a personal connection, who maybe aren't really interested or um, don't really know about it? And so when you talk about people just not really understanding, its I mean, first it's kind of hard to explain like what it's actually like inside and what that means for people. And of the numbers, I don't know the exact numbers right now, but I'll say anywhere from fourteen to fifteen thousand people are still incarcerated in the state of Oregon, um, of all genders, and over ninety percent of those people are going to be releasing back to the community. Um, Most of them in the metro area on the west side of the state. And so, whether or not you agree or disagree or don't like the law or think people should be locked up forever, whatever whatever your stance is, those those individuals are returning to the community, and so there is there is a responsibility for us to at least understand it. It doesn't mean you have to be a volunteer with reason to run, but it does mean um, be informed and be educated about where you're coming from with your opinions and your perspectives. And I think it's really important. You you never know who you're
0: encountering Mm -hmm. and who you're speaking Mm -hmm. to. Um, Your words can cut so deep. Mm -hmm. And... um, Yeah. Like you say, uh, it it touches so many different lives, uh, the criminal justice system. And I think if we could all just be a little kinder, I know that's kind of a cliche right now, but um, and just have a little more understanding for each other, and especially for people that are working hard to change their lives, whether you're coming um, out of prison, whether you're just living your day-to-day life. um, If we could just have a little more understanding and just help people out a little more. Um, go for a run, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Makes you a little more kinder after your run. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> or at the the very, like, basic, it's a little h- more humbling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I just love that, like I said before, we can take this exercise, and I, I say to so many people, I say, you know, running is just the vehicle. We use this, and, and it's about – being healthy in your body and all those kind of things. But, um, we can take this and use it as goal setting. We can use it as community building. Mm. We can use it as, um, mental health, uh, kind of helping our mental health, all those kind of things we can do with running. And I, I know it's not, I keep talking about it as it's the only wonder, uh, exercise <laughs> and all exercise can do this, but it's so simple and we can get so much out of it. Yeah. So, um,
2: you are having a student or a graduate program work with like research, right? Yeah, yeah. We
0: have a master student who is doing some research for us right now. Uh, she's done her literature review, and she is going to. Um, we just she just got permission from her university to uh, send out a survey to um, past participants. A reason to run, so she's going to collect that and see if people have continued to run. Kind of see where they're at in their exercise journey, if, if it's helped them. Um, I'm excited to see the results. Mm. Um, I, yeah, so I think we've had over 900 participants go through our program in the wow. last five years. That's um, a lot of people. It is. It's really. It's it's amazing. And uh, yeah, we just got all everything into a database. Um, this this past year one of our amazing volunteers um, put all that information into a database and I think we've sent out almost 300 um, pairs of shoes and bras oh wow uh, to women who have contacted people. us upon release oh, wow. um, so it's it's been pretty amazing uh, and it doesn't like I say it doesn't happen in a vacuum it's not me it's the people who participate it's the volunteers who come around it's um, the corporate sponsors who provide us with uh, materials to give out so um,
2: yeah it's a community effort
0: it, it really really is like everything
1: yeah and did I hear you say you're not allowed to uh, see your contact participants after uh, yeah
0: part of the DOC uh, training that we went through or so Department of Corrections uh, training that you go through uh, to get your badge so you can be involved in a program within the facility. Uh, requires that you don't have continued communication um, once an inmate releases, and that seems hard. It, you know, my first run group, it was really hard um, because these ladies leave, and I'm like, what, what happened to you? I want mm-hmm. to follow you. I want to be mm-hmm. your friend, and and you do, you do make personal connections yeah. because you're you're doing this running together, and you're like, I, I want to see see where mm-hmm. you end up. What happens? Mm-hmm. Um, As we continued on in the subsequent years with the program, I really realized that in itself is a bit of a blessing Mm. because you could spend all your energy following people and focusing outside when my board has been very clear, your focus is inside. And DOC has been very clear, Mm -hmm. you're inside. And that's really released just so many more resources to focus on the inside piece. Um, Like I said, we're trying to do little how do we connect you up to the recovery gym? Um, We've got uh, one of our volunteers who's going to be available for coaching and things like that. But when you're inside, it can get more, um, I don't want to say emotional, but it's more demanding than you would realize. Mm. Um, You, you coach a run group and you're on and you're uh, encouraging people and you're running with people and you're supporting people and you're hearing um, sometimes sad stories and when you leave, you are emotionally spent, um, whether you realize it or not. You're kind of like, oh, that was a lot, mm-hmm. right? And you're in this environment, whether you realize it or not, that when you look up, there's barbed wire, there's fences, um, there's a security officer um, who can sometimes look a little imposing, right? I mean, there's <laughs> there's just all these things that you aren't even aware of until you leave that environment. And you're like, oh, that mm-hmm. That was kind of a lot. Right. So um, to kind of be able to put those resources inside and then to recoup from that um, is really it's a smart thing. Yeah. Yeah, So we can keep doing it year after year after year rather than get burnt out and say, can't do this anymore.
2: Yeah. So letting go of outcomes there, um, which is like you don't know if someone's going to continue running or not. You're going to give them the opportunity. Um, You're going to give them. Um, some tools to do that or some ideas to do that, but then you don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, that's part of life too, right? Uh, yeah. Having autonomy, having control, mm-hmm. having the say, and what do I really want for my life and what, what do I consider important and what do I want to continue doing? So,
1: um, yeah, that's just all part of learning how to
0: live. For sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: So I, I've i heard you talk about the amazing things you've learned and the, the blessings that have you've been able to experience through um, starting these running groups. Have you experienced heartbreak within this process? And if so, how have you navigated that? I, I don't know if I would say heartbreak
0: necessarily. Um, I would say sadness. Uh, so I'm, I'll start at a surface level and I'll go deeper. So something that... That, of course, makes us sad when we see um, a woman working really hard to uh, – she's going to run a 5K. Some of our women um, are trying to run longer distances as well, and they get injured because mm. um, that happens in running. Mm-hmm. You know, you pull a muscle or um, some of these ladies are so determined they will run through all kinds of pain and not listen to their body. And then, you know, something really breaks, um, not, not a bone or anything, but, you know, they, maybe their foot – gets injured or something like that so so that that is really it's really hard there's been some tears um where we've told women no more running you can't you've got to walk you Mm. can't run and um there's been some tears and it's it is hard especially Mm -hmm. if that's been your coping mechanism um we do get some fun endorphins going that make us feel good so if we don't get those and it's hard to get those from walking you actually have to do a little more elevated um heart rate and things like that so um that's that's heartbreaking um we've had women doing their 5k race we've had to tell them once or twice we've had to tell women to stop and i mean tears were like might be too hot that day for them um just Maybe they're injured and, but we always try and give them an option for maybe another day to run or you know we'll be back in a few weeks we'll do your 5k then um, The other heartbreak is when you um, you've worked hard with someone some of these ladies as well, we see years. Hmm. Because they just keep signing up for Run Group, which is really fun. So you get to know them, yeah. you get to, you know, enjoy being with them, you get to see them progress, and you get to see them um, accomplish goals. And sometimes they'll say, hey, pass my GED, or, or, you know, some other goals that they're working on, which is really exciting. And we send them out on their way, um, and then they come back. Mm. And it's hard. It's hard. Um, some of the ladies are really embarrassed. Um they, they, they're like hi and they try and not make I'm like hey it's okay right like come join run group come on just come on back start where you are you're you know we we work with today that's what we've got right um but it, it's a tough place for people to be um to be back in the prison system so but what are you going to do I mean this this is where we're at this is what we have so Uh, We we have had, so our policy is um, you get shoes and a bra upon release from prison. Um, We've had women who have come back and they've re-released and they're like, do I get, I'm like, yeah, you released, you get another pair of shoes and a bra, like you did it. So, um, you know, it's really letting people know that, yeah, we all mess up. So where do we go from here? Well, we, we move forward, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to move forward, I'm willing to help you move forward. So,
2: yeah. Trisha, anything that we haven't asked or we haven't got to that you feel like you'd like to share? Or you want people to know about Reason to Run?
0: wwwreason 2 run.com uh, So there's more information there. Uh, I think not so much about Reason to Run, but I really want to encourage everyone if there's something that you enjoy doing that you want to share with other people uh, just just do it mm-hmm. you never know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. uh, this this was not my dream um, I didn't set out to do this it wasn't um, I know some people have goals and they they've got their lives planned I did not this is very organic and really as doors opened I just walked through them I just shared the love of what I like to do. And when people said, I want to join you, I said, okay. And you will meet the most amazing people. I never thought I would meet. Um, the participants are so incredible. Uh, the volunteers are incredible. I, I get to do fun stuff like this and meet yeah. people like, like yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's a really, really neat thing to do when you love something and you want to share it with others. Um, you never know what's going to happen. So
1: I think those are my parting words. <laughs> what would you say to the participants um, if they could listen to this? Oh,
0: oh, do some movement of your body outside. Mm. Um, if you can get that in, all the work we've done is totally worth it. If you can do that, yeah. And we love you and we miss you and we hope you're doing well and all that great stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm. I just get so excited when I see these ladies and the potential they have and I'm excited for what they're going to do on the outside and how they're going to impact lives and they have a story to tell Mm -hmm. that is so unique and so encouraging that they can change lives with their stories um and in ways that I can't I can't touch lives I haven't been through um their stories or a story like that so They bring so much more to the table in terms of empathy and understanding that I just really hope they understand. um, They have so much to give. Yeah.
2: Well, thank you so much for being on here. Um, Cage Nation is so happy to share Reason to Run and all the work that you're doing, and especially for Women's History Month. Mm So and excited, so episode. happy, yes, and our tenth episode. So thank you so much, Trisha.
0: Well, thank you, and I, I really, really appreciate the opportunity to share um, some of the great things that are happening in correctional facilities. Mm-hmm.